2: Hello and welcome to From the Newsroom, the occasional podcast presented by the Holland Sentinel. I'm Sarah Leach, the editor of the Sentinel, and today I am joined by three of our staff members who helped to cover the visit by Vice President Mike Pence in West Michigan uh, yesterday. Today is the 5th of December. Brian Vranellis, our digital director. Hello, Sarah. Arpan Lobo, our politics reporter. Hi, Sarah. And Kate Carlson, our business reporter. Hello.
1: <laughs> We're swapping mics, so it might get a little <laughs> noise here if you, uh, yeah, background noise. So
2: thanks for joining me today, guys. I wanted to talk a little bit about your experiences with covering this event. You each kind of played a, a different role for us to gather some content for our readers. And let's start with Brian and Arpan, who actually traveled to Kalamazoo. For the arrival of the vice president and then a- you guys were actually a part of the motorcade that traveled from stop to stop on its way to its final destination in holland so
1: i think we were part of the motorcade we were so far in the back we couldn't tell <laughs> if the bus was up at the front or not
2: so why don't we start with what it was what what was it like um what was what was the the feeling on the tarmac as the vice president arrived
1: uh, i would say um a lot of uh, a, a very positive energy. Obviously, his supporters were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was restricted to merely invitation. Yes, it wasn't a public thing. Yeah, um, It was okay, just a so friendly crowd, friendly right? crowd. Yeah, friendly crowd. Um, uh, he posed. He arrived. We didn't really see him land. We just saw Air Force saw the Two pull up. Okay. up. <laughs> yeah, like it was a David Copperfield trick. <laughs> like, ta-da, he's here. And then uh, uh, he stepped out. Got a nice warm response. People snapping photos. He came over and uh, signed some autographs, took photos, uh, and then they whisked him off um, into his um, uh, campaign, tour bus. Yeah, campaign bus mm-hmm. with the Trump Pence logo, huge photo of him and, and President Trump on the side. And they they kind of hustled us, the media, into I think three vans we had. And at one point, I counted there were probably twenty two cars. I think in this motorcade. And I think we were about 16 or 17 at one point. It was wow,
2: it's a lot of cars. <laughs> it's a lot
1: of cars. And the first stop was, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Valley family church, family, Valley church. I believe it's Valley, Valley family church. church yeah. Um, where he was greeted by a crowd of about, I'd say 50, close to 50. Yeah. Um, members uh, of the congregation. Yep. Faith leaders from the Kalamazoo portage area. Okay. And uh, uh, the two pastors, um, Jeff and Beth Jones, Yes, I, for some reason, forget their names, but they were um, uh, welcoming him. I guess they were pretty close friends, big supporters of the campaign. Um, so he, I guess, returned the favor, you know, to appear at their church. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, Arpan, if you want to take over. <laughs> yeah. So the event at the church wasn't much, it wasn't a proper rally. It was kind of just, he addressed the faith audience. Like a meet and, uh, and greet. Um, sort of. Yes. He, he spoke for close to 30 minutes just mm-hmm. on the accomplishments uh, or, of uh, the Trump administration when it comes to things that the faith community, uh, traditionally the white evangelical community uh, is concerned about. And uh, that's important. Uh, as I wrote yesterday, that voting block came out in spades in 2016 and that was a clear part of his voter base so it's important for the Trump campaign to secure that again and uh, as it's well noted that Pence is kind of the um, milder uh, answer to the kind of brashness of the president so Mm -hmm. when they're campaigning um, he can kind of appeal to different audiences and this is you know this is kind of his bread and butter so he was able to talk about um, things like uh, he touted his 2017 vote to, uh, where he was a tie-breaking vote in the Senate to allow states to kind of defund Planned Parenthood and other like organizations. Uh, he spoke about how Trump, uh, officially recognized Jerusalem as the capital of, uh, Israel and not Tel Aviv. And that was something at the time that was very controversial, but it was something that, uh, drew a lot of support from that, um, f- from the faith community, uh, and so it was something that was very well received yesterday too. Uh, other than that, he spoke a lot about job growth and other general things that he kind of hit on at the Holland rally too. But that those were two topics uh, that didn't. He mentioned, I believe he mentioned uh, uh, reproductive rights yeah. in Holland, but he did not touch on Israel in Holland at all. Um, so he spoke there. He once shook hands, took selfies. Uh, afterwards, you know, the media is kind of just waiting in the back he came out and asked us if we were all okay so (laughs) that was nice of him uh but uh after that we we got going to holland and that would yeah
2: yeah that and and holland was actually an actual rally yes keep keep
1: america great rally
2: yes and so what what was the the tone shift from what you had seen uh at at the at the you know previous contacts that you had had with mr pence um and when he got to Holland, how, how did it change?
1: Well, it was immediate uh, for me because I, you know, the communication staff and the media staff were, were, were pretty great uh, in terms of handling, you know, all, all the moving parts that were going on yesterday. And so I got shuffled outside um, well, I, w- I was inside the the building here in downtown Holland, but I got beforehand just getting ready for the event, you know, m- making some notes and things like that. And I got kind of shuffled outside, me like, oh, Vice President's going to speak to the overflow crowd, and he pulls me behind the audience, and I didn't even know this was a thing, but there were another group, uh, several dozen uh, people uh, waiting to see uh, Vice President Pence, and so pence uh john james the senate Mm -hmm. candidate and then Mm -hmm. sarah huckabee sanders the former white house press secretary came out and addressed the crowd and immediately i could tell that this was a this was a proper rally Mm -hmm. um he came out. and He was very kind of not not over the top, but he was boisterous. He was he was higher, not
2: higher energy. Yeah. Higher energy,
1: yes. Uh-huh. It was a totally different mood, and of course, it's going to be a totally different mood. He's not talking in church anymore. He's talking, you know, to his supporters. You know, four more years chance break out, and he, he, you know, and he he talked about it. You know, he goes, Michigan will be the most important, uh, you know asset for our campaign and we're going to win it again because as, as we all know by now in 2016 michigan was one of the key swing states for that campaign to win the white house right
2: so that brings me to kate i want to loop you in on this because you were actually outside of the rally covering the um reception to the vice president being in town which included people who are not so um welcoming to his message. Uh, There were some protesters that were out in downtown. Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk a little bit about what it was like to speak with them and, um, and what the, what the tone was out on the street?
0: Yeah. um, The most interesting part I think was, uh, I think because it was such a small venue compared to, I would imagine anyway, most rallies, I think maybe I was asking, I think Brian, the night of, I think like 300 people might have been let into the former bike and fitness shop.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd say 250, 300 in that ballpark. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, yeah, so um, I think one of the first people that got turned away, uh, I spoke with him shortly after I arrived right outside of the bike shop Um, and it was about I think it was right before 4pm and the event started at 5, so it was just an interesting dynamic of a lot of um, like Pence and Trump supporters getting turned away because the building was at capacity. Um, and they were kind of waiting around on the street corner as more protesters started to show up. Okay. So um, at one point there was um, mostly protesters outside, but then a smaller group of Trump supporters who were kind of away, I think, from the overflow crowd, kind of like trickling over to where the protesters were. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of shouting back and forth at one point. So that dynamic was kind of interesting. and So things got a little tense. A little bit, yeah. Um, So that was kind of interesting. Uh, The people I talked to who were there to protest the event um, were mostly older people. Like, If I had to guess, I would say maybe like 60s and over probably, Um, But there was like a growing group of uh, like high school students and some younger college kids, too, that started Mm -hmm. showing up, too. So, yeah, it was a mix toward the end, but definitely still more of an older crowd at both the rally and the protest, I would say. So what do you think
2: um, was the overall takeaway from this experience being embedded in covering the different aspects of of this this event? It's It's a huge deal for... You know, somebody like the vice president to to visit a, a town of this size. Um, we had uh, President Obama come in twenty ten, and that that was a that was a huge deal as well. So, right, um, clearly Michigan is is high stakes for this election. Um, but what was it like for you guys personally to take part in something like this? Like, what are some of your key takeaways? Like, as journalists.
1: Well, I would say that the first thing I learned was that t v does get priority over uh <laughs> yeah. uh print you know the motorcade uh stopped several times along the the route back to, up to Holland, and the reason it stopped was so the t v reporters could get out of the press van and do their one on ones with the vice president and we weren't afforded that opportunity it was It was us and then m Live sent a reporter as well, and so you know we i I kind of asked uh the Comms guy uh, on Pence's team, and he said, "No, there's not going to be that opportunity." I was like, "Oh, well, okay, like, <laughs> that, <laughs> all right, like, what, am, what am I going to do?" You know, right, I'm not right. exactly, you know, I'm gonna, I can't really cause a scene or anything like that. But um, there, there, it was just something though. It was, it was definitely a unique experience. I think um, the kind of reaction that were the, that, uh, and we, you and I talked about this on Tuesday before the rally that. The reason he comes to an area like Holland is because, um, you know, the, the faith community is a, a – it's a strong pillar in this community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to try and kind of draw up that support again is important for the campaign. Um, and so when I – when I originally we, we thought he was going to be meeting with faith leaders in Holland as well. That turned out to be not the case. I guess that was a clerical error on the Pence team part. Right. But, um because we were, you know, asking every, you know, pastor and and uh, congregation leader that w- that we knew if if they were involved, and they all said no, they knew nothing about it. But I guess I would say for covering it, it was definitely something where the energy in those rallies, um, and I, I can't speak to the protests because I was on the inside, but the energy in those rallies, you can tell that people really believe in what um, the vice president was saying. Uh, Any time he said something like you know he, like he brought a board of security immediately build a wall chant he talked about you know the military immediately usa chant um he said drain the swamp they started chanting drain the swamp it was something <laughs> that um that you know he, he he can it's
2: almost like a call and response
1: yeah he, he drew off the energy of the crowd and mm-hmm. i think it's uh that he's an experienced campaigner uh, this he's you know this obviously isn't his first go around but um i think being able to cover it locally um was definitely something interesting and then it shows i think kind of the importance of michigan um, as we've talked about tons of times before in next year's election right i was surprised uh kate and i covered uh, president trump president trump's visit here uh in grand rapids last year around about this time wasn't it Mm -hmm.
2: yeah sounds
1: right uh and there it's get there earlier than wait and wait and wait and wait until he shows up. Mm-hmm. This was... Uh, you know, a friend asked me what was it like. This was... Hurry, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> I hurry, 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 hurry. wait. I had to run in front of the motorcade at one point when yeah. we were trying to get yeah. into the building because we were being oh, rushed geez. along. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get ran over. So, yeah. all good. It, it was a different experience from a journalistic point of view that you've... Um, it can be exhausting. I Seriously, I don't know how they do it as a politician because they, they leave... D.C. at probably 7 a.m., 8 a.m. They're here. <laughs> and then they they don't leave Grand Rapids until, what, probably 11 or midnight last night? Mm-hmm. And they have to go back to D.C. So, um, yeah, it, that was exhausting from, from my perspective to just keep that energy level up right. with them as right. their communications people are barking at you to hurry up. Oh, no, no, no. He's not going to be here for It's interesting more to minutes. see
2: the logistics behind uh, yes. the stories that we read on uh, yes. national stage.
1: Because every county cop was involved, state police were involved, Secret Service were everywhere. Um, you know, I had a couple opportunities to get some um, side shots of uh, Vice President Pence, and their communications person would lead me over to the side of the, the podium. And there were four or five Secret Service just standing there looking at me and you can really feel them their presence (laughs) the scrutiny yes over your shoulder as you're focusing on what he's talking about and uh yeah it can be a little uncomfortable to have you know a six foot four guy who could bench press a buick size you up
2: (laughs) well we produced a lot of content that day we did several photo galleries from the from the the campaign stops we we did the one from the holland event itself the rally itself we did a photo gallery of the protest so we tried to be a little even-handed about the different events that were going on around town and we wrote i think our penny i think you wrote um two stories two pieces yep and kate wrote one um what has the overall reaction been that you've seen in terms of how our readership has received what we've put out there
1: in terms of our readership, I, um, cause we definitely get more engagement on Facebook than we do on Twitter. Like as a reporter, I personally use Twitter. Right. Um, like I tweeted out a giant thread during each of the stops, but um, I would say most of the people that respond. I mean, there were Holland readers that were responding to that and kind of giving their comments, but uh, not nearly as the magnitude as we get when we post the articles on Facebook. And Kate, I think it was your story about the protests that got posted and the immediate reaction was like, How come you're only covering this? And you know, yeah, we that, had- that blows my mind that they they wouldn't be able No, of course we're not just Yeah. No, I mean just look on our website. I I
2: think <laughs> Well and actually that was the second post on our Facebook feed that we had that we had made um, that day because the first piece was our PAN's general the, 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 the evangelical stop, faith yes. leaders uh, yes. piece was actually the first one to go up and posted to social and then the protest story came hours later
1: yes so it, it wasn't as if you know that was the first thing we even post on facebook and then immediately you know as soon as you know people started shooting in. um the comments be like, "How come? Where where is this? How come?" Of course, you guys are only covering this. I mm-hmm. think you guys immediately had to sh- shoot back and be like, no, "No, no, here's our here's our story. Right? Here's our stories on um, you know the vice president's activities throughout the day, um, where we, we give you you know detailed coverage of the event." I it, it was just something where I'm not going to say it surprised me because it doesn't surprise me at this point. Right? Um, and you know, maybe knowing Facebook's algorithm, maybe the protest one was the first thing people saw and they just automatically assumed. And you know as people will do, and it's fine, but um, it, it, I definitely, it didn't surprise me that that was a reaction we got. I, I think it, oh, I'm sorry, I think it goes a lot to show the way people consume media.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, they, w- that was a big impression to me as well.
1: Um, you know, of course it's a big event that the Vice President comes here. We're not just going to have one story focused on the protesters. Mm-hmm. That would be from a journalistic point of view, that would be just negligent, Ir- irresponsible, irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's the word.
0: I do think, um, the protest story I think was posted before our local coverage of the Holland rally. Right. So it was like but the protest also because, happened before. Yeah, the- exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. And yeah, I know. I think we did it in the order that it happened in the right. order that the stories were done. But I think like, Because the protest story was posted before the coverage, like that's just what people saw first, like Mm. you were just saying. So I don't know
1: yeah and, and the reason behind that is because by the time you got back yeah. to the office the <laughs> right. rally had just started right you know? and right. it's not something where right you know, i'd love to be able to post things on the fly but this is not how it works and of course if you if you looked at the physical copy of the paper today you saw our front page story the centerpiece is you know vp in tulip city it's a big photo of vice president pence and, and sarah sanders mm-hmm. arm in arm you know smiling and uh you know, at the crowd. And then, you know, the down page story is a protest. And so if someone sees that, then they see, oh, OK, you know, we got the story. But then this also happened because that's the whole right. story. Right. It would be just as negligent to only say that. Oh, yeah, he came to Holland and everything went smoothly. And, you know, uh, Brian and I weren't in the newsroom yesterday. But we'll, from what we could tell from like the work chat was everything was chaos. Just because of the other <laughs> events that were going on in the city, too. So the, these decisions on what we post and what we print where, they're all very calculated and, and they're, they're very intentional about how, how, as editors, this is how you guys do things. And I, I don't think, you know, if someone sees something on Facebook, I don't think they're, it's, it's fair necessarily for their first uh, reaction to be, oh, how come, you know, you guys are only taking the negative route? But at the same time, like I said, I mean, people are going to find a reason to be upset if something doesn't fit their view. Um, if they are supporters of the vice president, they do not want to see that there are protesters there. If they are uh, detractors of the vice president, they don't want to see, you know, uh, our story about him being there, him smiling, you know, with Sarah Sanders. Right. Yeah. It's something where we, as journalists, just present the news. I, I don't think it's fair to accuse us of trying to dictate the reaction.
2: Right. I, th- I think it's always a struggle to, because you're trying to just document what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not necessarily thinking about these larger ramifications of what, how somebody to a day or two later is going to view this and how it's going to be laid out. And when you're in the moment, you're just documenting the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And and I've even gotten some voicemails about how we shouldn't have covered the protest at all because it was disrespectful to the vice president.
0: Well, when I first, if I can cut in here, uh, when I first showed up at the protest about, um, I think it was just before four and the actual rally started at five. Um, I didn't know if I would even write a full standalone story on the protest just because there were so few people right, there right right. when I showed up initially. Sure. I was like, maybe this will be just a footnote in our yeah, story. Yeah, because if it was just a handful, then we probably just yeah, would have written about it separately. We yeah. would have given it the appropriate amount of coverage, but uh, more and more people started showing up. And it was harder than normal protests to estimate the crowd mm-hmm. of the amount of protesters because it was the actual rally was in such like a strange spot you could not cross over the road like everything was being blocked off and right. people were being like um like shuffled around by secret service people and policemen the whole time between these four street corners right so um but there were a, about a couple hundred people protesting the event like right as it was starting so mm. at that point everyone who had gotten in the rally was in the rally and had been there for like probably at least around an hour. So people are like, why are you saying there were 200 protesters? I only saw like 20. Um, There probably were only 20 people there before they went into the earlier, Right.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, So yeah, at first when I got there, I didn't think it was going to be a huge protest, but it ended up being a decent amount of people um, by the time the rally started.
1: And on that point of you know people leaving you a voicemail accusing us of disrespecting the vice president, our our job is to hold the uh, hold you know government officials accountable, and they answer to their constituents, and that includes people that didn't vote for them. And if people that leave because I'm gonna you know every everybody at that uh, protest you know lives in the area or lives well in michigan
0: there were yeah there were some people live, who were not from the, the area, u.s yeah. i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna go uh, i don't think i'm gonna go out on a limb i do think there. it was sure. mostly you local know, people as, yeah. as as many reasons as there are to travel to holland i don't think to protest the vice president is one of them especially <laughs> not in december
2: right um, for only an hour
1: <laughs> right you know people travel here but for different reasons but anyway um, to my point uh, if people are criticizing the, the president such uh numbers it's it's it would be like like brian said it'd be negligent to not acknowledge it mm-hmm. um or or to use his phrasing it would be negligent to not not acknowledge it we don't want necessarily to have to you know we don't we don't see the protesters there and think oh you know this will draw a lot of reaction on facebook but we know we, we say okay this will be Something that's going on in the community, the community which we cover, right? And so we have to address and we have to let people know that this happened because if we don't, then we're not doing our jobs,
2: right? Well, the country is is divided on a lot of uh, on a lot of things, a lot of issues, and I think that this is a microcosm of that. And and to your point, I, I think it's a great point to say, you know, we we as journalists, we write for the governed, not the governors. Mm-hmm we're representing the public um, to get information that they normally wouldn't have access to. So that, that really is at the core of our mission.
0: Yeah. Not everyone could ride in the motorcade and go to all of Pence's right. events. Not everyone right. could like be in the rally and also experience like the protesters outside. Um, but yeah, the main, the main thing I noticed talking to the protesters, like the main feedback was, um, was mostly, like, one person mentioned, like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my, uh, like, health insurance, that kind of thing. A lot of people were trying to point out that even if there's a lot of people who support President Trump, if, like, he should still be impeached if they find him guilty of X, Y, and Z, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people trying to talk about impeachment, Um uh, but just a lot of general distaste for the president. Not many people. A lot of people were like, "I'm not here to pro- protest uh, Pence necessarily." It's like but the more whole more the greater more message, the whole administration. The can- yeah, yeah, the, uh, the administration, right? Yeah, right. Um, that was the main thing I noticed. I don't know if there's any like takeaways you guys noticed inside of the rally.
1: I would say that, like, like, like we mentioned earlier, that you know, it was a lot of just kind of call and response. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, every everything Pence said was met with um, fervent support. It wasn't a thing where he said something, there was a little trepidation. No, the second he said it, it was, just, uh, you know, it was met with support. He,
2: but is that is the nature of rallies? Yeah, um, it, to it, begin with, it, which I think is important to point out to listeners is that. Rallies um, are are really intended to have a friendly crowd where messages are well received, so that there's an excitement that builds around the message.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I happen real quick? Sure. I had an opportunity to cover um, President Obama when he visited um, a school in South Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was very similar.
2: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Just to show it, and we saw the same thing. It was thing a friendly thing. crowd when, when yeah.
2: Obama came in 2010, and he was at the the battery plant um, touting clean energy. It was the same thing. I mean, these events often yeah. are structured where Friendly people are there yeah. um, to to support whatever messaging that is trying to be pushed out. Yeah, yeah. it's not like
1: a town hall. Kate, what was that?
0: Oh, sorry, <laughs> I was just saying like it's obviously not like a town hall event. They're not there to like yeah. right. and necessarily so, listen to constituents at that point. They're and they're we there often to, like, see, talk to their supporters. We
2: see that criticism of you didn't represent both sides or you didn't give a balanced story. Yeah. So it, it's important to note that when you're going into an event like this, you're not going to get. Uh, another side. It's these, these, um, by their very nature are a very unified one sided -sided story. Um, but then it's also important to gauge what the, what the detractors are saying outside. And you also like to Kate's point, if there were have only, if, if there would have been only a handful of protesters, it probably would have been a footnote in the main story. Um, you know, sometimes you have to use your gut to, to assess when that crosses that threshold into breaking out as a separate story. But, you know, when you're talking about 300 plus, probably conservatively, four to 500 people in total showed up, showed up to support the vice president and maybe the administration. Uh, but then you have 200 plus um, people who are protesting it. I think that that's a pretty accurate picture of what we're seeing across the country.
1: I think that's a fair and I think size. across a great job. the region. You. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think that that it's it's not unusual, is what I'm saying. You know, no, we, li- no. we live we live divided and, times. And, and
1: it it's worth saying it's much easier to support than it is to protest. Yes, because yeah, uh, that's true. W- um, you know, when you when you put yourself in these protests, you're kind of uh, putting yourself in in the uh, the because the supporters, most of them or a good a large number of them had the inside you know they were they don't have to deal with cuz once you're in the building right you're in you're in the kind of you know the
2: and you're amongst it, friends and you're there's amongst a camaraderie right. right and and right. it was
1: it was very cold yesterday as Kate right. mentioned it, it was you know very windy um, and it's not easy you know some people just aren't built to scream and shout and you know create signs and things like that and uh, I just wouldn't have the supplies you know I just
2: <laughs> I don't have any poster board I would anything. probably be, you know,
1: <laughs> stuck working here. So I don't think I'd be a, a part of any protest either. Right, but, right. um No, I think it, it's worth mentioning that because, you know, this is an area of the state. You know, we, we mentioned that he, they won Michigan. They won this area and they traditionally win this area by uh, the Republican Party. They traditionally win this area by s- substantial margins. So it's not as if, you know... He's going into like you know the the, the mouth of the storm or the, right, the eye of the storm, right? The and and and, um, and
2: winning over people who normally wouldn't already be friendly right, to the right. message, right? Th-
1: this this was very intentional right. on, on the uh, on the campaign's part. So, Rally the base, right? It, yeah, it, it's worth mentioning that. But I I think if if you live in this community and whether or not uh, on either side of the aisle you fall on, I think just to inst- instantly shut down. To whatever is happening, whether it's a protest or whether it's a rally, to instantly you know dismiss it, be like, oh, this is something that shouldn't be covered. I think is is a bit naive, mm-hmm. and and I think that, um, or I wish that people would take that into consideration before they you know kind of call you up on the phone and leave you voicemails right. and leave us comments on Facebook. And you know we we enjoy most of the interactions are a part of the interactions on facebook because i think people do you know they point stuff out to us that are maybe unique or maybe that go, or we hadn't thought of right right um right go go uh, unseen but the just just to you know instantly call out be like oh you guys didn't do this i, I don't think that's fair to right. us
2: right i concur well anything else that you guys like to talk about
1: Uh, I will say it was pretty cool to be in the motorcade and ride through downtown Holland. Um, With a police
2: escort. Didn't (laughs) stop at a single stop sign.
1: You rebels. Thanks, Rpan, for stealing my thunder. Uh, Yeah, I brought that up. Come on,
2: let's run some red lights. I
1: brought brought that up to the communications manager. I said, you know, this is the first time I've never had to stop for a stop sign in downtown, going down 8th Street. But to see the people line 8th Street and come out of their shops and businesses and had their cell phones getting video. I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And to have a bird's eye view. Yeah. Well, I think you guys did a bang up job and, um, and I appreciate your efforts. And with that, that is another episode of from the newsroom and we'll see you next time.
0: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any,